This podcast is part of the OIW Podcasting Network. This is a bonus episode of the Mascot Support Group podcast. Tonight, we're going to be reviewing the last few episodes of season eight of The Masked Singer. And we're going to be um, sharing our predictions on who we think we're going to see next year in season nine. And and we're going to ask Lucas to give us his good, uh, his good, the bad and his uglies of the last few seasons. But we're going to start it off with season eight. So. Uh, like always, the voices and opinions of this podcast do not represent the teams, the players, or organizations, or all very special guests work for. We are live on Twitch, which is energized by Ultra Energy. Um, this is our mask singer review. And this, like I said, this is a bonus episode. So that's why you don't see the whole the entire crew with us for this, this one. But our next regular episode, you'll see everyone will be back with us. And it's going to be our holiday episode. So it's going to be lots of fun. Hello, Terry. So let's go ahead and kick this off. So the last three episodes. All right. So as some of you may know, I am the. I'm basically the mass singer rep here because i've seen every episode so we start off with fright night which is the uh, third to last episode of season eight we have so for those who don't know snowstorm made it to made from last week to to next week and because it's the last the last episode of these of the pair of the pairing this group Whoever wins the episode moves on to the semifinals with Harp and the Lambs. So first up, we have Sir Bugaboo. The clue starts off with, did you hear that? That might be scary to you, but I'm used to spooky sounds. I'm used to spooky sounds, said in the haunted hotel. He says his career started when he was thrown in with the most monstrous names in the industry, but he was told only one could get out with the jobs. During despite his best efforts, he was still surprised to be the only one they call shown answering the call as he's shown answering the call. Says that he's glad that he because his work in a per, permanent place in pop culture, but he does have a confession the whole thing was a lie. He told the world that he wasn't afraid of everything, even a scary movie, and he wasn't actually terrified of the dark. He says he, he says he puts his fear aside to smoke the competition. As he's shown dancing to a full moon, the clue package includes a roll of film on a Logan's card, a red telephone with three, three question marks on it, a brass bell, a pen and paper, a poltergeist, and a bunch of luggage. His performance was Devil with a Blue Dress on by Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels. His Friday night clue was a picture of Nicole Scherzinger covered in green slime. Nicole, and he says, Nicole, you and I have jammed together before, so I'm just smiling and laughing under this costume. Ha, 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 ha. Um, so, Sir Bugaboo, I feel like it was pretty good. It was a good performance overall. We'll see what happens with the other two. Um, so, next up, we have 
fittingly, the Scarecrow. Which, I, which obviously the costume looked amazing. As you can see from, well, left right here, that's the Scarecrow. As you can see right here on, on my background, had to be fitting. So the clue, star clue starts off with, hold on to your britches, friends, because I'm the scariest contestant in Mass Singer history, set in a haunted hayride. She made fans scream and critics crazy, but she said she had to bend over backwards to get the Academy to recognize her work. And she's shown scaring a backup dancer. She said she's turned plenty of heads in her career and even sang on Broadway. But she traded the shiny red carpet lights for green pastures and devoted her time to saving animals, which in fact, she rescued with over a hundred rescues. Seeing you in your nightmares, Ken, she says in the end. And of course, the package also includes a sign for Boo Barn, a Golden Globe, a roller skate, a sign with an X on it, and a sign that says Wes Craven was here. She sang Abracadabra by Steve Miller Band, and her Friday night clue was a scary witch to terrorize the judges. And she says, in response to the clue, the clue is staring you right in the face, witch. Dear little Kenny, which celebrity do you think I am? Ha 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 ha. Um, the Scarecrow, I think, did a pretty good job, but, uh, but let's see what, how the snowstorm, the reigning queen, did. Of course, her second clue package was a look back to last week, which I don't remember which it was. Let me look. I need, as I have, right, okay, here it is. Um, oh, here it is. It was... Last week, it was roasted chestnuts, a peace sign, a speed dating sign, a comic book with her on the cover, and a welcome mat. With, and they all came back for, for this week. Okay, here it is. If they want my... She says that she... If they want my crown, they're going to have to pry out my frostbitten fingers. And then she she leaves us with a... She leaves us with a... Leaves us with a new clue that is good for you. A picture of the White House. Are you getting warmer? I hope not, she says. Her next reform, she got to sing Sweet But Psycho by Ava Max, and her Friday Night Clue was a scary doll in a glass case marked dangerous and unsafe. And then, of course, she says, Nick, that's not one That's not one of your kids. I'm sorry, Nick, every single time, jokingly. But the clue, she said, well, safety first. Always read the warnings. Now you can think of them as clues to keep the monsters away. Hmm. <laughs> So, I'm going to ask, what did you think of the Sir Bugaboo, Snowstorm, and Scarecrow performances from Fright Night? I say they, they all are good performances. I know we're going to go with we feeling in a little bit. All right. But I was going to say, so Bugaboo, just looking at it. Oh, I would I, I would have guessed like maybe like a really someone from like Willy Wonka. Right. If you look, if you look at, if you look at him, so Bugaboo literally looks like if it, 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 it was a Willy Wonka character, like the, the pants, the tap hat, all of that stuff. I was like, that could be, that could have been a clue itself, but I don't want to jump the gun. But we'll, um, we'll, we'll we'll find out. So the. So now we go to the unmasking, and we go to something that has not happened since the Gremlin from earlier seasons. In which the Scarecrow 
withdrew from the competition. She wanted she wanted to be unmasked, which was strange. So, so there you go. The Scarecrow got to be unmasked. The judges' guesses included uh, Bed Midler, Susan Sarandon, Lynn Close, and Parker Posey. But it comes to with some surprise that the Scarecrow happened to be from The Exorcist, the little girl herself, Linda Blair, who happens to have a charity for animals. And Linda Blair, I think, did a pretty good job. It's a, it's a shame that she withdrew from the competition. Unlike Mickey Rourke, who wanted to take the mask off immediately. So with that out of the way, we move on to the Battle Royale with Sir Bugaboo and Snowstorm. They both sang Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell, a classic song from Halloween. Um, I think Sir Bugaboo did a pretty good job, but I think Snowstorm somehow pulled it off better, and hence the reason why... The snowstorm made it to the semifinals, therefore unmasking Sir Bugaboo. The judges' guesses included, get this, uh, Jordan Peele, Lil Rail Hulry, Randy Jackson, but the closest guess was Ernie Hudson. However, Sir Bugaboo ended up being the guy behind the Ghostbusters theme himself, Ray Parker Jr., which is surprising. Who'd have thought a guy from his caliber got to be on the show? I know. I was saying that was very interesting. But everything about it being a Halloween episode, it, 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 it makes sense. You need someone like iconic like that. But I, like, think, I, I think what would be interesting if they got like maybe like Tim Curry to do well, it. Well, the thing is, though, Tim Curry isn't doing very well. He, he he had some sort of, like, illness earlier, so I don't think he would probably be good with singing. I mean, this... he used to in the... Good. Yes. Because I, I was going to say, Tim Curry isn't really that good at singing nowadays. Back then, he would have, but now it's just probably not. The, this, this, this show is such... An atrocity. I, 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 I don't even like. Okay, think, think about this for a second. It's fright night, and the two competitors that just so happen to get on a mask are both Halloween icons. Tell me how this show is not a bunch of BS because this, this, this includes my my theory that you know. They like to say that the producers and other people have no idea, you know, in, in the crew, they have no idea who's behind the mask. I don't buy that, especially after this particular episode. I don't buy that. And, and it's my belief that they gave Amber Riley an easy ride uh, she, she, to she, she, the she, Golden she, Mask. We're, oh. we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We haven't gone there. We haven't gone there yet. So well, anyway, let me keep you this episode then. Linda Blair unmasking herself. I love how in the advertising they said, "Oh, this is a first in mass singer history." No, it's not. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> no, Mickey it's not. Rourke. Yeah, I yeah I, I know. I, I I find that extremely funny how they built it up like that. Oh, this never happened in mass singer history. Just no. Um, and well, then the Ray Parker Jr. going out in the first round. Ray Parker Jr. Please 
Somebody explain to me what is going on here. Ray Parker. Okay. Ray Parker Jr., Gloria Gaynor, Chris Jericho, and uh and, and uh God, uh Montel Jordan all going out in the first round. Tell me how that makes sense. It does. Well, actually, Chris Jericho. Well, actually, Chris Jericho went out went out in his second appearance. <laughs> because he's Chris Jericho, that's why. Mm-hmm. He's the he's the goat. All right. So, uh, so now with so now with the, the, the three semifinals out of the way, we move on to semifinals. And luckily, Joseph, you're probably happy with this because both the season, both the semifinals and the finale went back to the original format, and I'm asking one contestant rather than two or three. So this will probably make you happy. Too early, too. Uh, too uh, just, you know, too much, too, too late. late. <laughs> okay, so first up, we have returning, <clears throat> finally, the harp. To start the, the fourth the fourth clue package, she says she really wants to win because she she's always been a fan of the show. Well, isn't that isn't everybody? Come she on. and her fa- she and her family and friends. You know, I I am so sick of hearing that uh, thing. Like, I've always wanted to do this. I'm just a big fan of the show. No, you know you're not. Everyone you're, is on. You hear it on every single, single. reality competition <laughs> show. But it's like American uh, American Idol. Oh my God! I remember watching this with uh, as a little kid with my parents and my grandma and grandpa. I've always wanted to be on this show. It's been my dream. So, anyway, so the harp says she's thankful for her. She's thankful for her mom because she's a singer like her. She's her rock. If I had a handful of people that believed in me the same way that that her mom believed in her, she knows that she could sort. She knows that she could so soar so far because that woman thinks she can do anything, and she wants to win for her. We'll find out soon. She's and she's calling her mom, and her package ends with her thanking her mom for being her best friend and a great example in her life. The package also includes a golden trophy with number one on it, a TV remote, pictures of her, and season one's monster, season three's night angel, and a portrait of her and her mom all together. And her mom, yeah. She got to sing. She got to sing somehow about damn time by Lizzo, and her Thanksgiving clue was a picture of Oprah Winfrey. And then she said, and I quote, so when I met Oprah for the first time, I brought my mom with me and was going to introduce her. But before I did, Oprah said hello and already knew her name. You know you may when Oprah knows your name and your mom's name. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the heart was uh, amazing. She was fantastic. Moving Great performance. Moving on to the Lambs. It starts off with, on this Thanksgiving, there's nothing we're, we're more thankful for than each other. And we've always known that, that even when we're little girls. They said there were young ladies when they hit it big and they got burnt out and started to have issues as they were fighting over a Christmas wreath. They knew they were going their separate they knew they were going their separate ways, and it was probably the best decision at, at that time. They say it was good, to, good, and gave them perspective and a break. And then they said when they reunited, it was like no time had passed, and that bond is what 
they're taking to the semifinals. And they say they've won a few other awards in their time, but it's been a while. The Packers also include a stuffed unicorn, a platinum-class boarding pass, and a Friends Forever scrapbook. They got to sing Need You Now by Lady A or Lady Antebellum. Their Thanksgiving clue was a cornucopia that said a reunion on it. And they said for a long time they, they didn't think that they would be singing together on the stage ever again. But they never gave up on the three on the three of them getting back together, and it's unthinkable for us to for us to not be singing together for the for the rest of their lives. This Thanksgiving, they're they're grateful to to all of you, but especially to you both, which is very sweet. I think the Lambs did a great job. I feel like they were probably worthy of the finals, and as, as especially the harp. But let's see what happened to the third semifinalist, which was Snowstorm. She said that ever since she was a little girl, she always dreamed of being a pop star. She said in high school, her mom, her mom got a call from her voice teacher saying, I'm, so, I'm sorry, but your daughter doesn't have, quote, unquote, it. And that was the day her dream died. But that's why she was thankful she's still here on the show because she was really grateful for the opportunity to express herself in a way she never thought she'd be able to artistically. She said that hoping that, that by making it to the finals, she inspires anyone out there that she that don't have it. And then she tells her votes teacher to not change the channel because proving her wrong someday has kept, has kept her going all these years. So this one's for you, dream killer. The clue packages also include a red flashing live sign a vanity with a glowing snowflake light, night light on it, a cinema ticket with a left cry emoji on it, and a blue glitter snow globe. She sang Thinking of You by Katy Perry, and her Thanksgiving clue was a maskies Thanksgiving parade balloon, with a balloon on it that spelled squiggly. Why? Because, according to Snowstorm, Squiggly Monster, a.k.a. Bob Saget, was a dear friend of hers that's no longer with us, and it feels really weird to cry with his voice. But he was the reason that she decided to do this show because his experience was so just so rewarding. And she's glad for so, so glad he got to have it before he passed away. So her performances have been for him, whether he want he would want that he would want that or not. And personally, I think the snowstorm, I think, did a good job dedicating all of her performances to the late Bob, Bob Saget. Now, this is where the format changed because for the first time ever. There was a three-way battle royale because usually that they have two singers because the third one would already be a mask. But this is different because now there's three-way harp versus slams versus snowstorm. They all got to sing "Since You've Been Gone" by Kelly Clarkson, and obviously I feel that the harp did the best, which is obviously. We're we're basically being a, being a dead horse. We're clearly saying that the harp is the best because we think the harp is gonna win. No joke. So no surprise to all of us. The harp made it through first to the finals, and then the second mask was the lambs, leaving the snowstorm being unmasked. The judges' guesses included Elijah Schlesinger, Whitney Cummings, Kristen Kristen Wig. But, however, Jenny, for all these weeks, finally got it right with comedian Nikki Glazier, who was a good friend of Bob Saget. 
So what did you think of the snowstorm overall? Or, or well, wait, but what did you think of um, snowstorm being eliminated? Uh, the thing is, like, when we get to, like, our final thoughts, it was just way too obvious. I hate to t- jump the gun like this, but it was way too obvious right. that um, the Hulk was going to win. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we move on to the finale, and, of course, we think the Harvest is going to win. And clearly, I'm not going to mention the clue package because both the clue packages just showed clips and montages of just a look back to their time on the show. So let's move on to the performances. Uh, The Harp sang The Edge of Glory by Lady Gaga and Gravity by John Mayer. And when Nick asked the Harp what's going on through her heart right now, the Harp said, these are people that I admire. A Beautiful World is one of my favorite songs that I listen to all the time. Nicole, I've watched you since the beginning of your career and have admired you. I watched you all, and it just seemed a lot to be validated. I've been through a lot in this industry, and sometimes you forget who you are, and sometimes you need people to remind you. So I say thank you. It was very touch. Again, it was really touching. And finally, we have the Lambs against Clue Packages. We'll look back, so let's move on to the performances. The Lambs sang I'm Every Woman by Chaka Khan, the female monster originally. And I want to know what love is by Foreigner. When Nick asked the Lambs what it would mean mean to win, they said, and I quote, "Oh, we would be we would be so honored. This has been an incredible experience. So yes, it would mean so much. We wanted to stretch ourselves as artists, and we have little Lambs at home, and we wanted them to make them really proud of us. So now we move on to the deciding factor, the winner, and it was no surprise. It was." Of course, who do we win? Let's just say it's in three. One, two, three. The The harp. Harp. No surprise, the harp won. But first, we have to find out who the lambs are. The judges guessed they were the chicks, uh, if you're Jenny. If you're Ken, you think they're the Kardashians. Really? Just kill me. Just kill me me now, please. Somebody give me some bleach (laughs) on the rocks. Like, the thing is, is Ken an an executive producer of the show? I I, I really, Um, really, really hope not. I really hope not. I hope not either. Please tell me that they at least just scripted this man to say this (laughs) on national television, please. But anyway, um, Robin and Nicole got it right with Wilson Phillips. Which was led by Carney Wilson. Um, and there was no surprise. So now we find out who the harp is. We all, I think we all know who it is at this point. Yep. Like I said, since the uh, very first episode, like you knew, you knew it was her. That voice was so familiar, so familiar that this was one of the, this was even, I would say this was easier than is. season one. Mm hmm. But the judges thought they were she was Jordan Sparks, Jay Hud, even Nicole Brown. But Nicole and all and us got it right. It was Amber Riley as the harp. No surprise to all of us. Show ends. And now we move on to what we thought of season eight overall. I personally thought it was the most 
unsurprising season of the show, of the entire show. There was really absolutely no surprise whatsoever. There was nothing that that would blow us out of the water. We knew who we knew who won since the very beginning because Harp dominated her round, dominated semifinals, dominated the finals. We knew she was going to win from the get go. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. It's like nobody could touch her. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just okay. Let me go back to every single mass singer winner. Okay. T Pain had two legitimate challengers to his throne. Go to uh, Wayne Brady. Same thing. Two amazing voices, two amazing challengers to his throne. Season three, three amazing <laughs> finalists. Um, like challenger, like, like you know, uh, Candy Burst had two amazing challengers to her throne. Season four, yeah, the, the, all three finalists, very deserving. Season five, all three deserving. Season six, almost pretty much the same thing. Season seven. Mm. Uh, and, and season seven and season eight, these two seasons in particular, it's like you knew who they wanted to win from the very beginning. That first episode where in, in last season where you saw Tiana Taylor, you know, have that coughing fit and had to be escorted backstage. You knew she was winning. You knew it from episode number one. Same thing here with Amber Riley. And you know what? Uh, allow me to put on my uh, tinfoil hat for a second. But Amber Riley had only one challenger to her own. For the first time, you had only two finalists. And she dominated the whole way through. She gave us such an easy ride. And to further prove my point, Charlie, you and I are big, big Chris Jericho fans. We know exactly the vocal talent that Jericho has. The song choices that he made. Now, now, now I, I don't know if the artists themselves choose the songs or the, or the show chooses the songs. But you knew that if Jericho chose rock and roll songs, like, like, like stuff that was actually in his vicinity, you knew he would have dominated that competition. Number two, you know, singers like Montel Jordan and Ray Parker Jr., you knew they were holding them back. Same thing, Gloria Gaynor. You knew they were holding back their vocal talent on purpose because they knew that they would win and that their choice, Amber Riley, would be eliminated or she would have a legit challenge. Now, the Lambs, no disrespect to them. No disrespect at all. They are great singers, but come on. You knew from episode one who they, who they wanted to win. And, and, and this just proves my, and like some of the Halloween episode, conveniently, the two people that were unmasked during this episode were Halloween-themed people and horror icons. Just conveniently, it was a Halloween episode. Nothing conspicuous here. So honestly, I'm starting to think this show is rigged. And- uh, I- I- I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just I was just saying like 
I think the unmaskings were basically it basically matched the theme of the night. Because keep in mind, um, in TV theme night, the mummies and the fortune teller, they were all TV icons. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they were trying to match it up with the theme night. That is conveniently who gets unmasked at the end of the night. Oh, it's the theme night. How surprising. How convenient. And and then also, I, 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 I just can't for the life of me believe in my mind that Ken John, to his core, really believes that it was the Kardashians behind the mask. There mm-hmm. is no chance he legitimately thought that to his core because they, they did that to make him look rock stupid and then that they are literally scripting this show. I say, did, okay. did we say, um, Joseph, like this? Yeah. Uh, okay, Ken. Oh, wait, wait, let me set it up correctly. Wait. Okay. Wait, 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 hold on. Okay, Ken. Um, we know you know who these people are. It's very nice and easy to for you to figure out, but please, um, we know you you are the doctor, so please play dumb. Please just give us the most outrageous um people you can think of. Uh, you know what? Let's go with the Kardashians. So make sure you oh, say God. that it's the Kardashians for us. <sighs> Thank this- you, Ken. Although I will. Although surprisingly, Ken Jong did get the fortune teller right because Damon and John Fubu, the only one that Ken Jong got right. This was the biggest no duh moment in Mass Singer history, and this this is the second thing. But you know what? This, this is in the top three moments of the series that had pissed me off to no end. Number one was Shaka Khan being eliminated by Rob Gronkowski in a singing competition. How dumb are you people? Number two, when, um, you know, um, Todrick Hall lost at the very end to the heart uh, or, or queen of hearts. And number three, this moment right here. Th- this is infuriating. You, you've never seen a competitor literally dominate the competition you even when you knew someone was a likely favorite at least they had a challenger they had a contender to their throne where you said oh maybe this person will win instead it was never the case with amber riley it was the case with t-pain it was the case with candy burris it was the case with wayne brady it was the case with every single other winner except for amber riley you can't sit here and tell me that this season did not have fixing. I'm done. You know what the season always made me think of? Season one on American Idol, when Kelly Clarkson sang Aretha Franks' Respect, you knew she was going to win that season. Yeah. I'm saying, like, once Kelly Clarkson sung Respect from Aretha Franklin in season one of American Idol, you knew she was a front runner, and you knew she was going to be in the finals, and you knew they're going to make her um the winner. Like uh, oh. that, what this season was almost like. And sad thing is, that's sad. That is very sad. For like, yeah. oh, it's a match. You don't know who it's going to be. Like, if that's really the case, you know what? I I I, I hate to say this. You know what? Dancing with the Stars was more entertaining this year. Yep. Well, here's, yep. here's the thing, though. 
keep in mind, with Amber Riley, this is the second reality competition that she won. The first being Dancing with the Stars, and the second being this. Conveniently. Because keep, because keep in mind, Amber Riley won Dancing with the Stars against Corbin Blue. Her dance partner was Derek Hoff. Hmm, I see. That's something that went... That's something that Wayne Brady did not do, but Amber Riley did. She won uh-huh. Dancing with the Stars and, 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 and that's very interesting because Wayne Brady should have won his season. Yes. He should have won Dancing with the Stars. The thing is, I don't one thing I don't like about that show is a popularity contest. Robbed. Absolutely robbed. Yes. So, it was I even said it was what, red. Wayne Brady should have won. And one of the best things I know we're talking about Mass Singer right now, Mass Singer, Dancing with the Stars. The thing is, the best entertainer did not win. Charlie, that was a beautiful, beautiful comparison that you had right there. Beautiful. And um, something else I want to know for the season. They said and they advertised for the first time. It's an all female semifinal. It's an all-female finale. Yeah, finally. Look at this. Look at this. And, and, and also, that, that you know what? I'm also going to call in to, to question Snowstorm's win over Sir Bugaboo to make that happen. You knew Ray Parker Jr. would have beat her clearly if they did not hold back his vocal talent. They literally have these people hold back their real talents or to, to make the result they want happen. Or... Snowstorm over Bridezilla. Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> that's that's, that's, that would have been that and that was in that other case, then it would have been an, an all-male round, and Bridezilla would have won that would have won. We would have had one male semifinalist. And we can thing have is, that um, now, can we? I'll say like, this is how I look at it. Why why Jericho got eliminated. He had a pay-per-view that weekend. He had an AEW pay-per-view that weekend. How could he let's be undercover as no. the bride and be in AEW in the next few days? No, Charlie, it, 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 it's pre-taped. It's pre-taped. Yes, it's pre-taped. But yeah, even so, like, we, we all know that he would keep it. But they're not doing this live. They're, 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 so the pay-per-view doesn't get called into question. People could like the mass singer comes on Wednesday night. The pay-per-view came on Saturday night. No one would question that. So whether it was live or free taped, Jericho was robbed and you know it. I mean, keep in mind in season one, when Donnie Osmond did the show, he had, he had, he had to juggle this and fly back to Vegas to do Donnie Marie. Uh-huh. Yeah. He did both at the same time. So, So they, gave Amber said, Riley, they gave Amber Riley an easy ride to the Golden Mass Trophy. So now I think it's time to ask because we have season nine, surprisingly, after the disappointment of this season. We must ask what do we expect for season nine? So I'm just hoping that they go back to the original format. Of, of the show, where we we can get clues all ten episodes or whatever episodes that they picked up for the se- upcoming season. 
because that one made the show fun. That one made the show really entertaining. We, we know they tried the mask dancer, but that was dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the mask dancer. I, 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 I like it. But the thing is, how could you hide hide movement? Well, the thing is, though, with the masked dancer, they had like one. They have one clue in every episode in which they use their real voice. And that's how I recognize the sloth because that was Maxim Smirkovsky's voice from watching Dance with the Stars for all these years. So I just hope that they go back to the original format where we um, we get these multiple groups and we get clues each week to add on. And and let us guess who it's going to be, and like, um, what do you guys feel, because I want to go into who who we think should be on it, and who we think what kind of characters we may see off of those people. So, um, Joseph, um, your final thoughts on this season? Oh, I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on season season nine? You know, that you're hoping for your wish list. Go back to the original format that we had in season one and two. Okay. Go back to that format. You know what? Even bring back the, um, what was that? Oh my God. The, uh, the, the round where, where was it knockout round or was it, um, sing yeah, off? What, 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 yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it was when, when they, uh, uh, had two of them, and one would sing, then the other would sing, and then like the, the bomb audience. Too. Right. Yeah, the, like 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 what they did, what what they started in season two, basically that. It was right. so entertaining the way that they did that. The uh, the, what they did this season, no, n- not good at all. Bring back, you know, the uh, the the face off round that they did in season two. Bring that back, and also. Let the characters be themselves. Okay, give them an opportunity to show their character, show their personality. Why did the more exciting characters get eliminated first? Oh, well, that's because they had to give their their, their their darling, Amber Riley, an easy ride to the title. And I, I, I will stick to my guns on that. I don't care what anyone says about me. Um, and um, yeah, just basically... Let this, you know, be a lesson to the Fox executives. Give us amazing costumes. Just give us an amazing ride. Like, let us get invested in a character. Get us invested in their story. You know, because whenever, you know, we we, we first met the monster in T-Pain, he had a story. People only saw him through Autotune. And... He we proved never, everybody wrong. And, and of course, we never heard him sing his 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 actual singing voice. I I actually thought it was Keenan Thompson at first, the monster. But then when it, when it found out that he was a judge, a panelist, I'm like, oh crud, it's not Keenan. I actually thought it was him at first, but unfortunately, it was T Pain. So, and we we never thought it, it was going to be him, unless for those who heard live <laughs> live tweeting this so i think yeah the early seasons they focused more on the performances where 
Nowadays, they're focusing more on the costumes. I think what you should do is go back to focusing on the performances. Well, yes, yes, maybe the costumes look good, but still focus on the performances because mm-hmm. that's what that's what the show is known for. Right, and the thing is, yes, you can have great costumes and great performances at the same time. We see it on Broadway, we see it in movies, we see it in theaters. So there's definitely, and we see it in the mascot community as well. Amazing uh, mascot um, characters, amazing suits, and and great performances. So, so, so we all said our opinions of what we think should happen. Season. Oh, also, one more thing. Also, the bonus clues that they do. Can we make this a lot more simpler? Like, like in season one, they just said, "Hey." bring an item from home just made it simple don't don't have this mind reader and drones and all sorts of crap that's just so unnecessary and just is overkill to the entire thing of oh we bring out a locker bring out a food order it's overkill and and the okay. overall presentation is all right, all right. Uh, here's a clue let me bring out a book your diary. Blank, 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 blank. <laughs> okay, guys, who do you think it is? Like, well, yeah, you know, I agree with that. So let's move on. Let's say, Uh-oh. let's say, who do we think we would like to see on the show? And if they're on the show, what character do you think they would be? Um, I think if they had the option of letting a fan, a super fan be on the show. I would like to. I always t- tell the producers that I should be on the show as a contestant. And um, I was thinking more of like um, um, a husky because that's my character. But if it were me, I like to have someone who is a fantastic, someone who is not well known for singing but has an amazing voice. And. Uh, I'd like to have. I also like to have someone who's who's not that well known, known singer, but has a surprisingly good voice. That's just me. And as for what character, though, I think it'd be funny if. Um, oh gosh. I I'd like to see like a rubber duck in the show. I mean, there was one in the UK. I want to yeah. see a rubber duck in, in America. That would be hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, uh, <laughs> just just make it more exciting instead of predictable. Like, okay. actually have us on the edge of our seats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, if, if you think about this one, every year they have a boy band. Yes. A boy band member. Every, every year, almost. It started off with Joy Fatone. Then you, you, you had Nick Carter. So and then okay. you have Chris Kirkpatrick. Chris Kirkpatrick. On Donnie, Donnie Wahlberg even made an appearance. Right. I so, have an idea. How about a member from Boys to Men? Ooh. I was going to ask you. Sticking with that, which boy band, which member? 
Oh boy. So, yeah, I'm think. Yeah, I'm thinking um s- someone from Boys to Men because. As for which one, though? Oh gosh. I say Boys to Men's R and B. I'm talking about like that boy band. Looks like we just lost Joseph. Oh no. Con- uh, internet connections. So probably. So you see. Saying- um, so I'm thinking Boys to Men. How about Wanya Morris? All right. I want to go with the. I'm thinking, if you're going with that error, one of the Jacksons. Ooh, one of the Jacksons. Right. Um, okay. Because they're they're still touring. People on good shows. Um. I think they'd be very interesting to, to see uh, as a character-wise. Anything's up in the air. So, so the if question want, is... I'm oh, sorry. Uh, if we're going to go boy bands, like the route we've been, they've been going, mm-hmm. I'd say 98 Degrees, Cruel Lachey. Ah, fit, fitting because his brother Nicholas Shea was on the show. Maybe have his brother on. So, I'm just thinking like, but because uh, they already had two in sinks, they already uh, so why not have a need degree? Remember, they're still touring, so they could yep. be good PR for both for for everyone. Right. But what if you 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 already had Joey? Yeah, you already had Chris. What about yep. Lance? Oh, JC. Well, Lance was well, Lance was already Lance was on the show know, for nineties uh, night doing reading close. Right. I, but he I, was I, a, I, I would like to see Lance Bass on the show because Lance has a pretty good voice, and I think you can't get you can't get Justin because he's off doing gosh whatever. knows how many things. But I'm just thinking if they if they keep on teasing. Maybe we will get that in sync reunion that everyone's been asking for. Right. So, so I'll be like, oh, Joey Fatone was on Mass Singer. Oh, Chris Kirkpatrick did as well. No, I mean, why? Or oh, Lance made an appearance on it. I mean, heck, we already had a, um, a Cheetah Girls reunion in the same season, no less. So, yeah, I'm not kidding. We we had Black Widow who was Raven and Flamingo who was Adrian Bailon, both members of the Cheetah Girls in the same season, season two. So we had so why not have some well we had Wilson Phillips. Why not have some girl groups? I don't maybe you know not the Dashes, but um why not like Kelly Rowland and Michelle? They do it together. Beyonce's too big. Beyonce's yeah. too recognized. Oh, from um, Destiny's Child. Yes, Destiny's Child. So, if you think about perfect. it, that would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, why not? You know what? I know it sounds crazy. Baby Spice. MSC. And so, so, so you want some of the Spice Girls on there? Spice Girls, 
Why not? That that could work. I could see them. But I just want to go back real quick. Everything with this Amber Rally. All right. Mm-hmm. Fox. What Fox hit show was he on? What Fox show was what was Amber on? Glee. Glee. What well, was one of the one of the one of the highest um rating shows of that uh, of that time of the of of Glee being around. So like okay, Amber Rally, Glee, Mass Singer. You have a winner. I would I would get um Liam, I would have gotten um Leah Michelle, but she's doing Funny Girl on Broadway, so she was also on Glee. Well, I'm not saying it, it's just the coincidence. And and then wasn't one of her clues that she tried out for American Idol and didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And during that time, it would it would have been American Idol on Fox. Yes. So there was some um, connections from American Idol to Glee, Glee to the Mass Singer, all on Fox mm-hmm. during that time. So, and it is interesting. Like to be honest, like if you think about it, there's so many good artists or, and actors out there that right. could surprise everyone. Be like, let's just think. I'm just gonna say, you know what? What the hell? The Rock. The the Rock on the, the mass Rock singer. on the Mass Singer. <laughs> oh. I mean, I mean, it makes sense because Dwayne Dwayne Johnson, Moana, he he has a good singing voice. You're welcome. So, and Fox WWE Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Yes. So, like, you just had Chris Chioko mm-hmm. on. Right. I was like, was he the only wrestler that's been on Mass Singer? I think he, I think he was. You're probably right. Let me check. Because Miz was on Dancing with the Stars. Right. So, if you think about it. Yeah, you're it, right. Yeah, you're you're right. Chris Jericho was the only wrestler on the Masked Singer, and it's funny that that he's on he's in All Elite Wrestling, which is not on Fox, which is not owned by the WWE. So it's like your first wrestler on the show is not even on your network. So, you know, I think the Rock would be amazing on it. What about John mm-hmm. Cena? Oh, and his name is John Cena. I'm just saying, there's so many wrestlers, or former wrestlers out there. Mm-hmm. That would be great for the mass singer, Elias. Yeah, Elias. Yeah, Elias could work. I mean, he. So like, Jeff Jared. I'm just saying that there's, there's so many like. I'm just surprised that they, they took them eight seasons to get a wrestler on the show. What about um um Iden English or Aiden English? Um, however, uh, um, however, what, what's his name right now? He's in he's in Impact. He's on commentating. Ah, uh, just commentating for Impact. Uh, Matthew Re- Matthew Raywalt. 
So that's his real name. No, there's so many. Like, let's 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 think about um action heroes. Okay. Ooh, that, that we know that can sink. Or maybe surprise everyone. Well, you had someone in mind? Well, I was thinking Lou Ferrigno, but I don't think he has a good singing voice. You know what? They don't even have a good singing voice. As long as they can surprise everyone. Mm-hmm. Lou Ferrigno, Lou Ferrigno the Hulk. Um, why not Chris Black? Oh, Chris Black. Wait, Chris Black? Platt. Oh, Chris. Oh, my God. Chris Platt and everything. Oh, yeah. oh Chris Pratt and everything. You I know, mean, I... I just thought about that. I told Joseph this. What if on a mass Singer they get Kamala Electra and Chris Hardwick on the show? Oh, Chris Hardwick and, and Kamala Electra hey, oh on the show um, as contestants and see if Jenny oh. McCartney can figure it out of her co-hosts of Singled Out. Like, I how hilarious would that be? It'd be funny if she got it wrong. I mean, heck, she got her own husband wrong. I just can, I can, I, I, can, really I, I can just take it to the clue, literally like this. The clue would be like this. Um, gaining game, MTV. Denny, we weren't together. <laughs> so, so, and one thing, I think what we, we, I think we talked about who we think should be on the show. We haven't talked about what costumes we they we think should be on the show. Like, what costume would you like to see on season nine? Um. I want to see something that we have not seen yet here in the States. I mean, well, like I, I mentioned a rubber duck, which would be funny. Um, did we have like a monkey on the show? I think we don't think we had one. I don't think they've had a monkey yet. I but... think a, a, a gorilla or orangutan could work. Holding a banana. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not coming out. Okay. He's not coming um, out. Um, what other ideas do you have in mind? Like, I'm thinking, like, why not? Like, like I said, I love these mystery, like, characters, like these, like, bugaboos or these jingmethes. Thingamajig. Watch him a call it. Squiggly monster. Like. Something that, something that can come from your imagination. Why? Like, I know this may sound silly, but why don't they do a mass singer with astro actual mascots? Oh, that would be a ama- that would be a that would be terrific. You know what I'm saying, like, yes, the mascot code. You don't know who that mascot is, but mm-hmm. a mascot within a mascot. Oh, that'd be perfect. That'd be a costume within a costume. 
That's what I'm saying, pretty much. That could, that would be funny. Like, like have a character unmasked and say, "Oh my god," and say, "Oh my god, it's it, it's Wayman from the Tampa Bay Waves." <laughs> that would be hilarious. Like, you know what? Um, stay with our mask and mascots of Puku podcast. Stay with, and I'll think I am giving a suggestion to all those mascots out there for a skit. The mask singer, the um, the mascot singer, the mascots, the mascot singer. <laughs> so that'd be, that'd be a good make spin-off. a parody. That could be a good ESPN spinoff. The mascot singer. Um, make make a skit of your mascot pretending to be another character, and, and have a mask have a mascot be Nick Cannon, have a mascot be one of the panelists, and have some mascot. Actually, no, that that would be pushing it too much. But be creative. I'll love to see it if any mascot picks up this suggestion as a skit because. There is a lot um, of creative performers out there that we love to death, and I know we're going to talk. I'm going to have us talk about it on the podcast, but um, when we record on Tuesday, that yes. biscuit of Alan Americans, his vehicle, he debuted his vehicle. Online, and he actually got an ambulance, and he wrapped wow. it. Yeah, oh, his feet, promotional vehicle is an ambulance, and it's wrapped with him on it. His social media, all this stuff, it's on our so we shared it in our story. If you go to our TikTok and go to our likes, you'll see it there. You can see it on his page. You can see it. And it is, I think every mascot will be like, oh, my God, like, I am jealous. I wish I had a vehicle <laughs> that was an ambulance. Yes. So, like, so this was our review. This was a bonus episode. Um, um, this evening, it was just myself, Joseph, and Lucas. But uh, on our next regular episode, um, Matt will be back. Irving, Matt, Irving. Everyone will be back. Crystal, everyone will be back. It's going to be our holiday episode where we're going to be sharing some like gift ideas. Like what great, great, great things you can give to a mascot performer. Yes. So a few of our favorite and gifts that could be good for a mascot performer or the mascot itself. Mm-hmm. So, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode, this bonus episode of the Mascot Support Group podcast. Uh, so, recap: we did just, we talked about our season eight of the Mask Singer as it came to an end. We gave our predictions for season nine, and we are looking forward to seeing you guys on next episode, where we have our our meet up, meet our mascot, mascot news. And all that fun stuff, and keep your eyes out on our social media pages for our round of sixteen for the mascots of the year or uh, mascot of the year brackets. 
Yeah, that's going to be up very soon. Have a good evening, guys, and good night, evening, whenever time you listen.